Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who was nearly sucked off by a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Is Richard Herring. I forgot, I've got to take the mic. Hello, I put it back. Hold on, I've got another mic here. I don't need this one. Oh, look, it's all gone wrong. That's got to go there. It's all right. We'll edit that out and no one will know what's happened. They won't edit it out. Hello. Thank you, my fine friends. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Uh, I was talking to Blue, the raptor from Jurassic World. (laughs) He calls it Rallastopasogonets. It's good. It's It's Jurassic World's good. Don't buy... There's some big orange eggs in the the gift shop. Don't buy those. (laughs) They don't have a price on them. They're 32 quid. And they're full of shit. Apart from that, it was good. Uh, 
I've got, a, I've got a new notebook for next time. Uh, good. Look, it's uh, lovely to be here. Have I got anything to talk about? I was going to say um, we're recording this uh, towards the end of uh, September. And uh, that's my, I've got something nice to say. Uh, we've uh, given Liz Truss a go. It's time to get Boris back for another chance. Don't you think? That's what, that's what, that's what I think. Come on. Let's get, we're missing him now, aren't we? <laughs> Careful what you wish for. The thing is, this isn't going out, I think, until the 14th of October. She probably isn't the Prime Minister anymore, so it's... <laughs> I kept on predicting that Boris Johnson would be the Prime Minister. I think she might be gone. <laughs> I think she might, might have a little accident. <laughs> I guess. Oh, it's, I was going to tell you, I'll tell you this quickly. Um, I, uh, I, I like, you know, I like walking around fields clearing stones off. I don't know if you know this about them. Um, but uh, the other day, yes, the two days ago, yesterday maybe it was, I found uh, like a, quite an old brick, like an almost full brick, and it looked quite old. Uh, and I've always wanted to find like a Roman villa on my field so I can just take, dismantle the whole thing and put it to the side. Uh, <laughs> And so I wondered, it was like, it looked handmade and it was all full of imperfections and I didn't know how old it was. And I went on Twitter and asked and most people went, <laughs> from yesterday. <laughs> it's not even funny, so fuck off everyone on Twitter. But about three people on Twitter tried to seriously answer it and one was uh, the brick expert from Time Team <laughs> who, t- who said it was from uh, mid to late 18th century. Brick. Just, I, I know... I just, I still put it on a can. I haven't kept it. Uh, but just quite nice, isn't it? Something like that can happen on Twitter. Just thought I'd, just thought I'd give you some good news because you're going to be killed in a nuclear war quite soon. I thought I'd try and cheer you up with a charming... This won't even go out. We're all going to meet with a little accent. Right, look, let's crack on. Um, my guests this week, my guests this week, are probably best known... Nightmare today. Uh, as uh, Doogie in or Dougie in Down the Caravan, uh, the narrator of Rock and Rugby Years, and uh, the guitarist from the indie punk band Heck. <laughs> Will you please welcome Mike Stephen Ellis from the Socially Distanced Sports Bar Podcast? Wow. Here they are. Here they are. How lovely to see you guys. Thanks Hello. for coming along. Thanks, Rich. Very nice. Nice intro, by the way. Thank you. It's good. Yeah. You were uh, Dougie in uh, Caravan. I did play Dougie in Down the Caravan. Down the Caravan. Independent production. Yeah, um, you've been in a few independent productions. I never you? saw the light of day, that one. Oh, really? <laughs> really independent. <laughs> Luckily, as it was, terrible. So it's all right. Okay. Have you got a copy of it? We can. Yeah, yeah, I'll send it over to you. No problem. Yeah, great. I've got, That's like, right. I've got <laughs> loads of copies. <laughs> <laughs> You were very kind to me. You could have chosen far worse things for my. I could. I nearly chose. Um, you were from the TV. The he's on everything. The music video, the Welsh language music video program, Bandits. Yeah. You could have chosen the Secret Life of Farmyard Animals. Yeah. Voiceover. You could have chosen uh, Channel 5's the... list of everything. Uh, no, 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 no. It's Channel Star. Five Stars Greatest Ever Movie Blunders. 
three. And China Parts China. one through 27. Yeah. Which is a... The three, mortgage years. Which is a... <laughs> Help, she's left me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Channel, Channel W's, honey, I bought the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, didn't even get a laugh of recognition. No, I was just like... <laughs> they felt sad for it's you. Just not funny. It's just completely blank I like, faces. I like the name of the band. I like the sort of nearly rude name of the band, but not yeah. you couldn't mm. quite commit to going... Oh, hell. <laughs> Wash your mouth up. <laughs> Wasn't it Motorhead or something? We were going to be called the Bastards or something like that. It was something like that. And then someone said, come up with another name. But heck, heck isn't quite... Yeah. It's you very can... difficult to come up with a good band name, though. Yeah. yeah. Almost impossible, I would say. Yeah. yeah, Arctic Monkeys is a shit That's name. a shit name. <laughs> but they are a good band, yeah. so it's fine. The Beatles yeah. is one of the worst. It's crap. Worst that is a shit name. Name. And yeah. I love the Beatles. Counting yeah. Crows? Shit. Yeah. Hooch and the Blowfish? Shit. Bare Ladies? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> is this what we're going to do all night? Yeah. We can do it all night. I've got at least ten more I can do. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's a funny name. It's like the B-sharps in Simpsons. Yes. Thing, it's, it's funny yeah. the first time you hear it, and then increasingly less funny every time. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll go, oh. So, yeah. Was it a good band, Heck? We were fucking brilliant. Yeah. Were you? We were, but riven by... Uh, Administrative problems. <laughs> a tale as old as time. <laughs> well, what, what I realised, being in a band, is, is similar to being in a sketch group, mm. is that administratively, you've got four creative people and you can always well. pass the buck to someone else. So, for instance, when I was doing stand-up, I was the only one who could book my own gigs and I okay. was the only one who could send invoices. But I remember once we did a gig for the NME in Bethel Green and we, we, we all took the afternoon off our respective jobs and drove, to, drove from Cardiff to Bethel Green. Uh, did the gig. The gig went quite well. No. Stay with it, man. Stay with it. Sorry. It's in real time, this stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it was like, are we getting paid? And the, and the drummer said, well, I'm the drummer. I'm not asking. I, I'm not sorting out the gigs. And the guitarist, that, oh, that was me, was like, well, I'm not fucking doing it because I'm... Too handsome to ask if we're getting. <laughs> and then they're saying, well, I can't. And then the bassist said, and the, and the guy was like, no, of course not. And then we all drove back arguing then because we haven't done the admin. That's the point yeah. I'm trying to make. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I don't it's even good. know why Bloody I. Bloody good start. point as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to see why the, ba- the rest yeah, of the yeah, band yeah. are still together, right? But... Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. They just chucked you out. Yeah. What's so much of breaking up as fucking you off? <laughs> yeah. I was, in, I was in the band for sort of riffs and. Uh, and and anecdotes that peter out. Um, <laughs> I thought that was a name, Riffs and Anecdotes. <laughs> it's a good name. It's a good name. And uh, Rock and Rugby, yes, you're the narrator of Rock That's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've got rug- nothing, have I? Let's be no, honest. You're, you're I mean, it was hard to find You're trolling through IMDb going, who the <laughs> fuck is he? <laughs> That's all right. That's fine. Yeah, it, it was. What was it, it rugby it? with some songs in it? it it's, it's the rock what? and roll years. Yeah. It, it's basically a BBC Wales idea where they've nicked something and gone, but with rugby. Yeah. Yeah. Which is most BBC Wales like X Factor, <laughs> but with rugby. Piece of piss. Easy, easiest pitching process yeah. ever. Whereas S4C, the Welsh language channel, does all that, but with farming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. X Factor, which is cows. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, there was. It was Farm Factor, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. There was. No, there yeah, was. No, that is true. Farm Factor. Farm Factor, yeah. Farm Factor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, what, what Farm Factor. Was that farmers or it was, animals? I, from what I remember, it was like, like sort of farming skills, but done quickly. Like sort of... Like, uh, like, 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 I suppose growing like, crops quickly, yeah, yeah. really but, fast, but like, <laughs> but like sort of CrossFit done yeah. very, very quickly okay. and with bad form, so people would get injured. <laughs> so like sheep shearing, but quickly, or milk udder squeezing really, really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got a point in like ten seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And a really peed off cow. Yeah. <laughs> um, how are you feeling about your new Prince and Princess of Wales, guys? That you, you've, uh, that you've, you're happy to... <laughs> you're happy to... It's nice, isn't it? And they look, would, be, would those be the ones you'd have chosen if you'd... I was, I was driving across the Prince of Wales Bridge just last week. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. Thinking, as we all call it. Yes, everyone in Wales calls everyone it. Everyone calls it that. Well, as, as someone, obviously, who earns a portion of his living on the BBC... Would you like uh, to remain silent? I would like to say that I feel absolutely neutral about it. <laughs> and if I was to meet them, I would say, I am, I feel neutral. Yeah. It's a very interesting, it's a very interesting emotion to feel. It's absolutely <laughs> nothing. Not even apathy. Not even nothing. apathy, no. I did, I did a gig about two days after the... Well, it was as soon as you could do gigs after the, the big event of recent, uh, recent times. Yeah. Okay. Without going too deeply into it, right? The Queen um, dying. Yeah, that's yes, the um, <laughs> with Adam, For Adam Kay in the, in, the, in the arena in Cardiff, big venue, yeah. mm. um, I was, got an email that morning to say, can I please wear black? <laughs> and, they, and they said, do you mind doing a minute of silence before you come on? Well, that's going to really I said, I said as long as you don't mind 30 minutes silence after I come on. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely fine. Yeah. Honestly, again. honestly, God. Yeah, a friend of mine was asked to compare a minute silence. <laughs> That's true. That's a great gig. And he just said, I'd do that. He said, can we start after the minute silence? <laughs> rather than me Wait, go on, ask someone in the front row what they do for a living and then say, right. Hmm? <laughs> Shh. <laughs> this will shine a light on Radio Wales. Go on. But I, about three years ago for Comic Relief, did a sponsored silence on Radio Wales. <laughs> Which I was, if I'm honest, pissed off I turned up for. <laughs> what was it? What, it's, what weird was the it's, it's weird that they're, they're English, though, right? The Prince and Prince. Of, it's weird, though, isn't it, Alistair? Yeah, it's just, weird. They're English. Let's just do well. On this I one. would say that it is an uh, historically interesting <laughs> n- neutral quirk. <laughs> There's a conversation to yeah, be had. Yeah, yeah, there's a conversation to be had that I won't be leading. Oh. That is tremendously historically neutral and yeah. interesting. <laughs> It'll be worth it if they could... I wish them both <laughs> I wish them both good and bad luck. <laughs> and no luck. And no luck. And all the luck. Good and bad and no luck. Yeah, yeah. If they look as stupid as Prince Charles did at, is it Carnarvon Castle that he got uh, the, the investors investor, before yeah. your time but he, uh, and before my time, I think. I'll just think? answer Brellis there. Yeah. No comment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you seem an unusual group of men to me. <laughs> what on earth makes you think <laughs> that, right? How on earth did you three begin working together? 
I knew Mike from our kids went to the same school and played <laughs> rugby together, obviously, because okay. it's Wales. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and... The school run. The school run, so basically. So did I have to start doing a podcast with someone from my school run? Yeah. That could be bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's quite a standout character on the school run, yeah, thank I you. would say. Thank you. Yeah. The guy who dresses Not entirely like, like it's 1973. <laughs> Not that standout Not like character, that. no. <laughs> We did pilots with him, they didn't go well. I love the 70s, but not that much. uh... (laughs) Some bits of the 70s were bad. I was queuing up with the the kids, I was queuing up with the kids, like the the gates hadn't opened the other day, and they both sort of ran to see their friends. I said, you've got to come back, otherwise I'm just a weird old man. (laughs) (laughs) And the the dad in front of me really laughed at that, so I think think it really hit home. (laughs) Or he was the weird old man. (laughs) He was, yeah. 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 You say, Dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've worked with Alice on Feast of Football, yeah. podcast that Alice does. Yeah. Alice and Mike obviously know each other. It made sense. So we just kind of linked it all up. And so with this, it all started in lockdown, though, right? This, yeah, this in the first podcast. week of lockdown. Right. Yeah. Okay. Steph sent us a... a well, send me a WhatsApp first, didn't you? Yeah, say, oh, I'll go right to that. Well, don't no, I'm just don't saying. make him feel shit. Well, no. Because I said yes I to said me. you and Josh Widdicombe attached. <laughs> yes. Then Rob Beckett said no when I asked him. <laughs> yeah, that was it, wasn't it? That was it, yeah. I, was I sent two texts. Alice didn't reply. Not, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Waiting for Mike to reply. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you replied, said, yeah. Well, replied, there was literally yeah. nothing else to do. I was a stand-up comic in lockdown. And I went from doing three nights a week. I tell my wife that it was one or two nights a week. <laughs> <laughs> to, to no nights a year. You just had a KFC car yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, the get go. Good, yeah, good, good. <laughs> well, you got yeah. You guys didn't have. You had the five live show. Yeah. And oh, you didn't have gigs. <laughs> True. It's one of the when you see a stand-up and you think, oh, I don't know why they haven't got a bigger audience yet." Yeah. I always thought that with Mike. I always thought I don't quite get. Yeah, it. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but I don't. I genuinely don't mean that in a disparaging <laughs> way. I don't mean. No, I thought about it for a while. and Realised it was because he was shit. See, see if we can help him out with that. No, but yeah. I, I genuinely don't get sometimes like you guys uh, work. Steph, an outfit yeah. is not enough. <laughs> <laughs> the man's got a full character act. I don't know what. Wankers. <laughs> but you, you guys must see loads of comedians where you go, why the fuck haven't they broken through? It's more the ones yeah. that have broken through there. We go on the fucking have they? <laughs> They're the ones that flummoxed me. Yeah. yeah. That was it, really. I mean, yeah. yeah you, and until now, we, we, you, we you took pity on me and offered me a yeah. gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so was it was well, it your was it your idea, Steph? The, the, oh yeah, the, the format of it. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went for the usual what 60, 20, 20 split. <laughs> we genuinely people think we, we, we're lying about this, but we hadn't met each. We hadn't. We'd never been in a room at the same time for the. We did the podcast for over a year before we, we ever were in the same room together. Yeah. We'd, ne- the, we'd never been... We'd never... It was the gig we did, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah the, the first, first gig we did, the first live gig in Hammersmith was the first time we'd ever met each other. First time the three of us had ever been together. Been right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that was a bit odd, wasn't it? No. Well, no it, it should have been odd. But... It sounds odd. Yeah. Because of Zoom, we sort of thought we, we'd, we'd been in a room together for a year and we hadn't been. Yeah. But... It was just weird to be wearing trousers, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was so, doing stuff online with people I'd never met. So like Stevie Martin, I was doing like a sketch, you know, sketches most yeah. weeks with Stevie Martin. Yeah. And, uh, and Bella Zappa as well. I, I think I had met him, but not, not really. But, and, and so it's like really crazy when you suddenly, then you meet someone and realise she's about six foot tall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're not expecting anything. But yeah, so it was, it was sort of the lockdown sort of threw it all together. The idea of the podcast is you'd come with your favourite sporting clips or clips yeah. or interesting Originally, clips. Originally, yeah, wouldn't it? And it's, it has I, I want to do a sports a, podcast. Yeah. yeah, with two funny people. Yeah, and it's probably a comedy podcast with a bit of sport. Yeah, now I would yeah. say. Yeah, well, it's a start of like fifty-eight minutes, and now it's about two or three days long. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first five or six, yeah, are quite sporty. Yeah, yeah, and I, then we're now on podcast hundred twenty-seven, and. I would say, yeah, about fifteen percent of it is now sport. If you yeah. like, if you, but I mean, there's enough sport there if you like sport. I'm, I'm not selling it. You know. There's enough yeah. sport there if you like. <laughs> you don't like sport. I'm not mad on sport. I, I, I'm, I sort of, I like sport more than I like music. <laughs> so yeah. I don't not particularly into music. I, I sort of do. I, I, no as a kid, I watched a lot of sport, and then I'm sort of drifting back into observing sport. We got one tweet of Twitter. Twit. Tweet. Twitter. Twit. What? Tweet. Well, I don't know what you're trying to say. A tweet. They're all words. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Twitter follower. A zing. We got a zing. We got a zing from a woman who lived in uh, Chicago, was it? Early days? Well, fuck. Go on. Yes. Yes. I told you the story on the pod. You should listen. Yeah. <laughs> I, to it. I mean, you took the piss out of my anecdote about playing a gig in Bethel Green. So far, you're trying to get me to back up an anecdote that may have happened in 127 episodes. <laughs> no, but she said to us, or to me, and then I told you two about it, and you forgot about it, was, uh, <laughs> I live in America. I've never been to Wales. I've never been to the UK. I don't like sport. Oh, I remember. She said, but this is my favourite podcast. I told you about that at the time. Yeah, oh, no, I do yeah. remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, don't, I, don't think you, I definitely think you don't need to like sport. I think sport's funny, and I, think, I don't think there's enough comedy about sport. I think sport is intrinsically amusing, which is so I play snoop against myself because I think the idea yeah. Yeah. of caring about who wins yeah. yeah, and the idea of watching someone who isn't very good at something and is I, more interesting to me than watching someone who's really I, good. So. I, I think most, uh, most of the sort of media around sport is based around very, very boring tactical stuff. And yeah. that is not what most... That's and being what, very serious. Yeah, that's not what most people care about. We want, to, we want to do a version when you go to the pub with your mates to talk about sport after a game. Yeah. You don't really talk about sport for long. Yeah. You sort of shoot off in different directions, talk about everything else. It's a bit else. of it. I went to the Wales-Poland game last night, and, yeah, you, on the walk back to the pub, you talk a little bit about the fact that they dived all game. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. And then you just toss about for an hour, don't you? And it was a horrible, weird time in the first lockdown where no one knew what was going on, so we sort of said very early doors, we won't mention that. We'd le- we'll never mention the lockdown. We won't reference it at all. Won't reference coronavirus. We'll just we'll just talk nonsense yeah. once a week and try to put it out. I mean, we, we didn't make any money out of it for about the first. Uh, well, you told us you two didn't make any months. money out for ages. No. No. <laughs> Legally, mine. <laughs> yeah, we, got, no, we, we didn't. No, we, we didn't, didn't make money out for ages, and then yeah, looked at what you were doing in terms of how you could financially. Yeah, I thought put money into a I thought I... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was it, and then uh, yeah. It was, it was nice, wasn't it? Was, but I, I think the audience that listened to it, we, we sort of said very early as well that we'd try to get it out every week if we could. So every Tuesday. Yeah. Have, a, have a day when it always came out so you knew that that Tuesday that, that podcast would drop. Yeah. And then through uh, bouts of coronavirus, floods, yeah. fires, yeah. electrical incidents. All the Old Testament shit. Oh, yeah. Locusts, <laughs> Locust. wasn't it? Locust. <laughs> Frogs, that was a weird one, wasn't it? Uh, 
the day you texted said you couldn't do it because of frogs, I was just... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah and then, uh, you know, that was it then. Alice turned to salt one week, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> was... But I think it's interesting the way that... Well, it's, it is about talking. It's about guys talking, right? Which is... And I know something, this is something you're interested in, Alice, and your other work, but it's about, you know, guys talking and guys traditionally are only able to talk about sport and with each other, and it does drift off into other things. I think, but I think it's sort of also interesting to compare... I've just been reading Ian Stone's book oh, about, yeah. about to the jam, but also he's a football fan yeah. in the 1970s. And when you look at football fans in the 1970s <laughs> compared to football fans now, it's a very, very different thing. So like, people might still have the idea that football fans are going mainly for, to try and kill each other in the streets yeah. before the games. But, you know, you're three in different ways are sensitive uh, and you know I'm, I'm not you so much Mike oh, yeah, uh, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, you, that's hurt me oh, no. <laughs> you're not uh, lad you're not lad you know you're not lads yeah. lads and it, it, I think that's an interesting progression in terms of you know, the, the progression of masculinity within society I think there's, there's the, you know I know you're messing around and joking but I think I think that's that's something that's but, in there but also you can't uh, lie about yourself no. for two and a half hours every week because you couldn't you couldn't sustain that. Sure. Yeah. And so I think one of the reasons why uh, the listeners engage with it so much is that they really genuinely do feel that they know us because they do because it's yeah. it's not an act. You can put an act on for ten minutes or ten fifteen minutes if you've been interviewed, but you can't for two and a half hours. And also, when you're doing it with your friends. Um, it would be impossible to sustain an act because it would be inauthentic. Yeah. So then you put it out, and if people like it, they really like it, and then they like you, and they like the other stuff you do. So sure. it's it's a completely different kind of comedy, the podcast, really. Yeah. In that, I think, in my experience, I've done lots of the different kinds of comedies. It's the one that, but it's the one that gets the most devoted audience. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I, I think... Are well, there devoted there, but... panel show audiences? <laughs> well, you know what it's like? It's because of like, Twitter and because of social media. Yeah. You know, we, we get a really nice following, but the, people get involved with it and they put ideas in and we talk about people and people come to the live shows. And it's, it's more... Without sounding too wanky about it, it's a nice community that you build around yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a very intimate medium and, it, and I think you've done, it's there every week and people... Some people, it's entertainment, and some people, it's, you know, this is very, very important in my life and helps me. You, know, like, you, you get a lot of people telling you, I think, when you do podcasts about how you've, you've helped someone through a difficult time in their yes. life where, where you were a reliable, yeah. you know, not ex- a sort of friend, but also just yeah. voice. In, you know, and just, I think, be honest as well, just yeah. about, about, about things that, you know, I, I'm not, I, we talked on the pod once when, when uh, we try to not champion is the wrong word, but we talk about women's sport, and we talk about disability sport, and we, and we talk about mental health, and we talk about physical health, we talk about lots of different things. And uh, you, I'd see some of my mates from where I grew up, and they say, You've changed, haven't you? <laughs> I say, Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, like that's a bad thing. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, I have changed. You didn't just think that? I said, Well, no, I, but I do think that now is the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've progressed so, as a human. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have grown up a bit, yeah. So I remember I talked. About having about having panic attacks once on, on yeah. the you know on, on the podcast quite candidly about it, and a mate of ours, uh, I'm not going to name him obviously, no. phoned me up and said, "Was that re- was that true, mate?" I said, "Yeah." He said, oh, "Thank God." He said, "I've been having panic attacks. I don't, I don't know who to talk to about it." Yeah. And we had like an hour long conversation on the phone. I said, "Mate, you can, you can call me anytime. You can come around anytime." 
So I think when they see a, my, my dad would describe a big hairy ass ex rugby player, yeah, talking about stuff like that, then people, you know, it's it's, it's just it's just dropping the facade. Like Al said, you, you can't you can't bullshit people for three hours a week. Every no, but it's a you know I think it's a really positive thing compared to our father's generation. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, it is it's it's great that. That you're doing, you know, that, that sport it has that as well, you know, because I think for me, like sporty guys and people who are interested in sport, as a kid, you'd think they would be a certain way, and they yeah. might have been a certain way, oh, and yeah. so it is, it is, it, they, they it definitely is, were. yeah. So it's you know, yeah. Yeah. but it's you know, it, it, as you say, it is, it's a growth, and I think it's it's a growth for hopefully more and more men as well, because that t- talking about those things is yeah. is half the battle. Well, I used to be a PE teacher. I taught PE for years, and I met my wife when I was teaching PE. She, I was, you know, she, I was, she was staff. Uh, <laughs> uh, like abso- absolutely clear. Um, <laughs> Our PE teacher w- w- married one of his students. I think, like, I know, in uh, the school, she I wasn't went a to. student, Richard. <laughs> 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 but she said, because I was still playing rugby in that at the time, she said, I said, what do you think first time, I, the first time you saw me? She said, well, I fancied you, obviously. She said, uh, but I thought you were a wanker. Because <laughs> she was an English teacher. Yeah. You know, yeah. But didn't know that I had depth. <laughs> it's a good rule of thumb with a PE teacher, though, isn't it? It is. It's a good rule of thumb. You're going to be good looking and you're going to be a wanker. Yeah. The funny thing as well is I, I, I grew up in a very rugby-playing town. Yeah. And I was really put off by all of the butt funnels and the drinking pints of piss. <laughs> the ral jexing of parts. And the ral jexing of... So then you started of, playing rugby. Of anuses. Then <laughs> 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 you talked to Mike. And he was doing all of that stuff. But it's very entertaining yeah. when you hear about it 25 years on. <laughs> yeah. So I find it fascinating that you two would probably have hated each other. No, I... Or, I just, or just been afraid... You'd have I just afraid would have been him. afraid of yeah. him and he yeah. would have ignored me. Uh, yeah. But now... <laughs> You know, 30 years on, there is a, you know, there's an olive branch. <laughs> With a some sort of referee guy, between, <laughs> a guy in a referee shirt us. between you, keeping you apart. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Yeah, and you, so this podcast also went to... You've done a TV version of it on BT yeah. Sport, which is, it does work really well as a, as a kind of enclosed... 30-minute idea as well, though, I think. Do you, well, it? they were lovely. I mean, yeah. we, to be fair to BT Sport, when you, do, you deal with TV people, you know, a lot more than I do, but we've all dealt with TV people. They were genuinely fans of the podcast. Yeah. You know, and they, they listened to it and they were patrons and stuff, so they, they were involved with it. So they let us pretty much yeah. do well, they, it. They approached us and they didn't want to change it, yeah. which is uh, quite rare in my experience. Yeah. yeah. They just said, we just want a TV version, and they allowed us to make that, which was... Uh, very refreshing, and I think I watch it. And I'm completely happy with it. Yeah, yeah. it was interesting hearing you talking to Bob last week. Oh yeah, last week. Yeah, last week. I, I, I listened to that one okay. while I was out running. How did you listen yeah. to that? I don't. It isn't out yet because this is in the future. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. My head hurts. <laughs> I was in the bath. I loved it. <laughs> he was. He was just by the bar over there in the bath. Yeah. Horrible. Um, and listening to you guys talking about the gone fishing. Crew, oh, yeah, great. The crew that we had on that show, I thought, you have meetings and they go, yeah, yeah, we don't want to change anything. Yeah. You're going to turn up first day and they're going to be like, yeah, can you not with that? Can yeah. you do this? And it's set in space. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a robot. Yeah. And I'm going to play by Matt Berry. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh has replied to the text now. <laughs> but they were brilliant. They just went, yeah, just crack on. Yeah. Do it. And yeah, we'll work around you. Fantastic. And it was right by my house as well. That, that, yeah. that was the winner for yeah, me. They were like, where do you want to film it? And me and Mike just went, near us. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Sorry, Al. Sorry, mate. Sorry. In, that, in the first one, you talk about uh, whether warming up is necessary for players. So I thought, it was a, I thought that was great. Mugs game. Yeah. Um, Mike's, I, Mike's got a very sort of 1960 attitude to yeah. warming up and stretches and all that kind of stuff. It's very yeah. old school. So. You genuinely think it's bollocks, don't you? Yeah, yeah completely, yeah. <laughs> Which went on well in PE lessons. <laughs> when Ofsted turned up. <laughs> you didn't do a warm-up phase, Mr Bubbins. Bollocks. <laughs> I'm not sure about professional sport. I think, like, ostentatious. I, go, I do park run, okay. and there's a guy in park run who does the most ostentatious warm-up you've ever seen right at the front, like, right oh, at the front, yeah. like, Lunges? 15 minutes before. What are we talking? He does lunch? everything. I mean, he's, like, down on his, you know, he's planking. He's, you know, he's doing... He hates planking. <laughs> oh, mate, it's like a trigger. Yeah, yeah. It's one of, it's one of Mike's core principles. That... Yeah. That he will not plank for no man. No. Ironically. Yeah. <laughs> I would say to run the part run 5K, you'd probably, you know, you could stretch. Does he win? You could stretch. I don't know. I, well, I, I'm not at the front. That's oh, all okay. I can say. So I don't know. Someone does it in about... My nephew's extremely good at... He doesn't do my part run, but he's done... He can do part run in about 16... 15, what is 16, it? Five, oh. 5K? Yeah. Um, that's but, that's um, good. But that's... The winners get about 17. My nephew... Who does marathons? I know you know you're doing one. Yeah. Um, did the Cheddar Park Run last time he was back? He lives abroad now, and he ran a half marathon, did the Park Run, oh, dear. won the Park Run, <laughs> and then did the rest of the. Wow. <laughs> as a, as, as a we, we, we did a live gig. Was it Belfast? Was it the Belfast oh, gig? No, no Edinburgh. 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 The Edinburgh gig we did. Yeah. I got up for breakfast. Wonder where uh, Steph was. Finished my breakfast, and as I was 
walked outside the front of the hotel, you were just coming back from running a half marathon. Oh, that was the that was London one. Oh, London was it? The Edinburgh one. I left. We were in the pub. We were in the bar till about four. Yeah, yeah. And I got. I just woke up early because I got kids, and you got that thing where you just wake up early. <laughs> and there was a ten k just going on, so I thought, oh, I may as well join that. <laughs> and I, I was about seven k into it, and I thought, I don't know where this finishes. <laughs> <laughs> Because we're not going back to Edinburgh. <laughs> and I wound up 10k outside Edinburgh at the rugby stadium. <laughs> and then ran back. <laughs> no, I got, I got Well, Steph, he edits the podcast. It was his idea. Mm. He works harder on it than Mike and I combined. Oh, crush it. He does, all the ad- he does all the admin. He's a full-time lecturer. He's also run the marathon in New York. And uh, Steph is at the long-run stage of his training... So he needed to do 17 miles before work, which meant that he set his alarm for 3.50 a.m., <laughs> which would suggest that you have a deep sadness, Steph. <laughs> of course, <laughs> that is not normal. There, yeah, the only people up at that time on the streets are worrying. Yeah. Yeah, and bin men. Yeah. <laughs> If you see someone walking through Cardiff Bay and you're jogging at that time in the morning, shit, you're I just don't get it. I don't, I don't, I've never enjoyed the running thing. I, re- I do like running. Yeah, yeah, you love yeah. it. You enjoy it. You enjoy it. Yeah. You enjoy not, it. A, not at 3.50am. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm meant to be doing some half marathons, uh, but I can't do one of them now. So I might, I might try and do it again next year rather than this year. Yeah. But I'm not, I haven't been doing yeah. the training. I haven't been training. But your times are really good, aren't they? I'm doing all right for a, a quite portly 55-year-old man. I've did, my my half man's like one forty seven. I think is my, is my best. That's really good. Radio yeah. Wales again, Rich. Yeah. A couple of years ago, asked me if I'd be interested in hosting or contributing certainly to the radio coverage of the Cardiff Half Marathon. <laughs> I, sa- I said no, right? And I listened to some of it, and it was people just going, <laughs> 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 well, what's, "What's your name, Lev? Uh, Stacey." Oh, what are you running for, Stacey? Kidney research. Good luck. Like... <laughs> Two more hours of that. <laughs> Who are you running? Are you, are you running it for a, a charity, aren't you? Yeah, I am, yeah. It's uh, Grassroots Soccer. Right. The American guy, one of the guys who runs the company, listens to the podcast, and he got in touch and said... Because we've talked about trying to set up something where we get kit out to people who can't yeah. afford kits, footballs out to people. These guys already work uh, in a couple of countries in Africa where they use football to basically give them messages about safe sex, about drugs, and sort of house them in a way as yeah. well. So yeah. it's kind of taking the sport again like we do as yeah. a start point and doing something quite positive with it. So, Great. yeah, it makes sense to me to do it. Yeah. Well, it seems like you kind of have quite a social conscience. I know you. I listened to your latest podcast, and you said you were giving your fee from tonight. I, yeah, from to... this one, yeah. Well, we yeah. said we we were chatting. Yeah. yeah. Do we? <laughs> when I say we were chatting, yeah. we we were chatting about Steph had a chat with himself. Yeah, yeah. I had a chat with myself <laughs> about what we should do and with I our fee. With my sixty percent of that. Fee. <laughs> Look, we were talking about David Ginola, weren't we, I think, on the pod? Yeah. And he'd had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about defibrillators and how yes. they're quite an, Im- obviously quite an important thing in life and in yeah. society and there aren't enough of them out there. 
So Mike just went, yeah, we'll buy one. I was yeah. Like, yeah, can we look at, can we Google it first? <laughs> <laughs> can we see how much they cost? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's doable. Guys at Save a Life Cymru are going to part fund it with us. But, yeah, you're kind enough to give us a few quid for doing this. Well, we'll, so... g- we'll, we'll double your fee in that oh, case. Oh, oh Rich. To £30. Yes. It's going to be £5 each. <laughs> Does my beer come out of that as well? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, and we'll give half of that 30 quid to Save a Life Company. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> okay. But, no, it's, it's, well, it's good. I mean, I think that's... I've been thinking this, you know, with all these t- the tax cuts and, and like rich people having given, being given more money when obviously poor people need to be given more money and then obviously it's not going to trickle down. Yeah. No, it's, it, no. it does mean, you know, it means that people who are making money, I think, need to, to start thinking this way that let's, let's put some of that money back. Well, we talk back about it. You've you just got to put your money where your mouth is. So yeah. it's, it's really hard to not come across like an arsehole, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When you, when you say... Oh, you're, cause... You've got a defibrillator! You've got a defibrillator! <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a big roulette wheel yeah, up here. Yeah, yeah. Spin it round. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Your club does not get a different <laughs> Yeah. Full. It's like a sort of poignant opera. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, you know, I think it's nice. And if, you know, if something starts making it, this is sort of an unex, you know, I think for me as well, podcasting is a, was never like, I never thought we'd make a revenue out of this. You yeah. know? Mm. So like it's, it's a sort of unexpected windfall when you do start making money out of it. So it's nice, you know, it's nice to, Look after your families. I know you've all got families, but it's equally nice to say let's share that good luck a bit. So it's yeah. you know it's a, it's a really great thing to do. Um, let's talk about. Shall I ask you an emergency question oh. to, uh, to cover up the embarrassment of us being such great guys? <laughs> so now, well, I think we should do more. Such pretty nice guys. Um, <laughs> what a lovely fellow I am. <laughs> Um, Can I just say my wife's birthday's tomorrow, which will be la- two weeks ago. Ages ago, wouldn't yeah. it? When... So in the past, Kelly, uh, <laughs> ha- happy birthday to you two weeks ago tomorrow. <laughs> That's nice. Have you bought her something happy, already? Happy birthday. I bought a f- pr- fragrance, but it doesn't arrive till Thursday. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. That's it? What do you mean, is that it? It's not Yardley Gold. <laughs> I bought two nice fragrances. <laughs> She's a nightmare to buy for. All right, I've got a question for you guys. It's dinosaur-themed. Oh, okay. Oh, good. If you had to be given oral sex by a dinosaur, if you had to be, which dinosaur would you like to be mouthed to completion by? Uh, I would say... For the jeopardy of a velociraptor. (laughs) Short arms, though. Yeah. I would say something like a, uh, we used to call in the old days a Diplodocus, now called a Diplodocus. When did uh, that change? I, well, 30 years ago. I, I think when I was watching Jurassic Park, they said Diplodocus. I went, what? Oh, you mean a Diplodocus? Um, is two that reasons. Not, is that not an aluminium, aluminum? No, they're spelled the same, but aluminum is actually spelled differently from aluminium. Is it? Yeah, it was, it was a mistake in a, in a scientific textbook. They left the, the I out, so they called it aluminum. Is that true, or is that one of your No, look it up. I'm not well, bullshitting no, I, you. Yeah. Not now, but look it up later. Um, <laughs> Just sit here Googling for the rest. So, Diplodocus, two reasons. They're plant eaters, yeah. unlike a velociraptor, so they, they won't have the sort of sharp teeth. Yeah, yeah. And oh, where's the fun in that, Mike? Well, <laughs> where's the lo- jeopardy? Luckily this is for me. So boring. Luckily for me, a Diplodocus got a very long neck. So. 
can't, I can't believe that somehow you win in this anecdote. <laughs> I'll use that on the show. Yeah. It's good. Um, I'll ask you a question you may have heard last week when you were listening somehow. Um, if you guys were to go into chrysalis <laughs> and we're going to melt down, you're no longer yourself and you come out as anything you want, mm. it can be yourself or, or changed or it can be something completely different, what would, you, what would you come out of? I'd like to be a short, weak man. Yeah? <laughs> 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 Do you see what I was like? It's good. <laughs> oh. Unbeatable. Unbeatable. Uh, <laughs> I've lost my pain. I'm so excited. I've lost my pain. Um, Let's talk about... Uh, well, let's talk about fantasy football, which is very exciting. And listen, yeah, fantasy yeah. football is coming back on Sky with you and Matt Lucas again. Yes. And that's a kind of... That uh, signifies a sort of change that's happened over the last 20 or 30 years as well. And that, uh, well, it, the, the interesting thing is the, fo- the format is still amazing, but football has changed so much. And, uh, you know, like there was... When Frank and David were doing it, there was no social media... There was no VAR. There was yeah. no Arsenal fan TV or any of that kind of stuff. So there's, a, so there's a lot of new stuff that you can talk about that's very relevant, but you can do it in the way that they used to do it. Because I think with Fancy Football League, I went back and watched a lot of the original ones. And the charm of it was that it was people who you'd never seen talk about football before, yeah, but who were, on it, who were authentic, enormous fans of the game. And, you know, up to that point, football had only ever been ex-players on Match of the Day talking about asymmetrical overloads and, you know, losing the ball in transition, all that kind of stuff. And suddenly you had Alison Moyer talking about Southend United. (laughs) And so it was very, very relatable because Alison Moyer is a huge football fan. Yeah. So that's, you know, that hasn't changed. And the way people talk about football in the pub before and after the game hasn't changed in the last 30 years, but obviously the sport has. Mm. And, you know, like in the 90s, when Frank Davis started doing the show, you could win the Premier League pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and did. <laughs> it's incredible. Arsene Wenger made Arsenal eat broccoli and suddenly they were like... Superman, in, <laughs> in comparison with every other footballer. So obviously the game has changed an enormous amount. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun as well just to sit in a writer's room and yeah. take the piss and talk about football all, all day. So it's, yeah, I'm loving it. It's great fun. Cool. Is it, was there any feeling of, you know, is, is it right to bring this back or did it feel like it was kind of different enough that it, you weren't worried well, about it? Well, different enough. And also I think what swung it for me in particular was that Frank and David were right behind it. Yeah. So they were, they've been very, very supportive. And um, I, used to, I used to tape the show off the telly. Like, it meant a huge amount Best to place. me when I was... <laughs> <laughs> off the fridge is rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I, was, I was obsessed with that programme. So when, we, yeah. when Matt and I walked onto the set for the first time, it was a very, very, it was a very, very evocative experience because the set is the same. 
Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's great. And also the thing with Matt is you work with him and he's an absolute, obviously, as you can imagine, an absolute sketch machine. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what he's done for 30 years. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a lot of fun. We're loving it. Great. I, I used to go to quite a lot of the, uh, the recordings of fantasy football because we were with the same management. Yeah. Long. And so, yeah, that's where I met Jimmy Tarbuck. I told him I was going to be, I told him I was a comedian. He said, good luck, son. It's the hardest job in the world. <laughs> in the world. You know, like, and I've, you know, it's like the cockiest thing you could fucking say in it. It's the yeah. Yeah. hardest job in the world and I've succeeded at it. Yeah. And, I, and I don't think you're going to is what he's sort of. Yeah. And I've never met memory. a bomb disposal expert. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And uh, Mike, um, there's a lot of things I'm very interested in about you. You're going to have to come back on your own so I could talk to you <laughs> properly. Um, but tell me about Mammoth because this sounds like a... A fantastic idea. Very kind. So, yeah, so Mammoth is... They say right about what you know. Yep. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a pilot which went out on BBC Wales about a year and a bit ago, um, which we're in negotiation with BBC Network, BBC One, which would be nice. So we've got a big meeting with them next month. So in the pilot, a PE teacher obsessed with the 1970s... Where do you get your crazy ideas from? Uh, <laughs> With a thick moustache and Mediterranean good looks. Uh, <laughs> is engulfed by an avalanche on a school skiing trip in 1979. Brought back to life in the modern day uh, and wants his old job back at his old school. So it follows Tony Mammoth as he goes back into his old school. He hasn't aged. <laughs> uh, uh, the world's got older, but Tony hasn't. Um, and i got to wear my own clothes and drive my own car. So it was... <laughs> You're obviously a big fan of Elvis. And you've, Huge. And you've, you've done a tri- tribute act or a... I used to yeah. thrill the valleys of South Wales yeah. with my, uh, my one-man Elvis show. Yeah. Um, also got the finals, Rich. You didn't mention it when you mentioned Elvis Band, I noticed, of the European Elvis Festival right. Championships, uh, where I lost in the final to a chap called Gordon Elvis. Um, <laughs> I believe was a pen name. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love Elvis. I've loved Elvis since I was, like... 10 years of age, so... Yeah. yeah, and I just I can sing, you know, so there we go. Good, very good. Um, look, so you're doing a, a big... You do live... You've done a, quite a few live gigs with this since, since we've come out of lockdown, but you've got, a, you've got a big one coming up in Cardiff next year. Yeah, the arena, hilariously, where I saw Oasis and Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Crosby, Stills and Nash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking massive. It is a big place. How, big. So how many, how many tickets do you have to sell? to sell Or have you sold out already? We haven't sold out yet. Right. We will. We've sold... We, well, we, 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 yeah, we we're nearly not far have. off. We're not far off. It's, it's, it's it a big old... What's like 5,000? Jesus five Christ, thousand. is it? It's too yeah. many. Fuck. I thought it was a <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. When is it, Steph? February the 3rd. Thank you. So... <laughs> I knew that. Did you? No. <laughs> you got anything on? No, that night. Sure. <laughs> I got a gig the next night, as we found out, didn't we, on my tour? Where? Fucking miles away. That's where. <laughs> but yeah, so we got the arena show. Uh, gone back to being called the Cardiff International Arena as well. It has? Yeah, yeah. Last yeah. week. So that's in f- next February. The, uh... it's, yeah, it's, it's just, I'm, I'm paralysed with fear about it. Oh, it'd be fine. Well, I don't do well, this. Well, I couldn't, like, we're talking about because you know, it's like when you start doing stand up and you do it for like three or four people above pubs and you, do, and you build up and you build up and you build up and you do Edinburgh and they're small and you build up and you build up. Steph's first ever gig 
ever gig was was uh, the Hackney Empire. The Hackney Empire. <laughs> <laughs> There's twelve hundred people. Twelve hundred people on a Saturday night in London was his first ever gig. Yeah. 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 To, then... do, to do an hour and a half of improvised comedy. Yeah. <laughs> but crucially, with you two. Well, yes, well. if it was just me, <laughs> the first was... half hour is just me sitting there like. Fuck it. And right before it, backstage, it was absolutely like... ashen. It was well, hilarious. It... <laughs> Steph's, Steph's average audience is about fourteen hundred people. <laughs> the whole place was was doing the grandstand thing before we came on. It was really loud, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I looked at Ellis, and then Steph had gone. I don't know where you'd gone. I had to. I just, just had to go behind the curtain. We thought I... he'd fucked off. <laughs> I nearly did. Yeah. Well, because I. I'm, no, it was a I'm a lecturer gig. by day, and I hadn't even done because of COVID. Yeah, I'd just done it on Zoom. Yeah, so I hadn't done anything in real life. No, so I hadn't even Fair done a hundred seat electric theatre at that point. <laughs> got balls of steel, you got balls of steel. The, the funny thing as well is because we were talking about because obviously it happened right at the start of lockdown one, and we used to, we used to record on a Sunday night and have a drink. Mm. And I think the people who listened in those days, it did feel like they were in the pub with us. Yeah, because we'd had a couple and. You know, there was there was. <laughs> we'd have we'd I mean, have we a few like, of us, wouldn't we? We weren't like, we weren't hammered or anything, but then, but then one day, twelve pints came much later. Uh, <laughs> that was I'm very sorry, I'm very sorry. And then and then we and then we had to do one in the day because one of us was busy on the Sunday night. So obviously we, we did it sober and realised it was much better. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think the people who listened in the early days because the first lockdown was such an odd time, it, it was a little slice of normality. And then when we when we did the tour in the autumn of 2021, they just lifted the restrictions that allowed us to do it. We had to, yeah. we had to cancel a few gigs because yeah. um, they brought lockdowns back in and that kind of stuff. We were meant to do one in the Kentish Town Forum and they pulled it the last minute. So those first gigs, it was people going out for the first so time. the last days of Rome, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was like... The, a, the Salford gig. It was like a fucking it like, zoo. It was like... <laughs> It was like being in the bunker in May 1945. <laughs> I, we came in like well, what I like to call half time of the gig, mm. yeah. the half interval. Time. Yeah, <laughs> half time. Go back in the changing rooms. We have a chat. And I was like, "Is it normally like this, lads?" <laughs> and they were like, "No, no, this is no, fucking no. frightening." <laughs> yeah. We had people bring in flags. <laughs> yeah. There was one there off one of the boxes in the new theatre in Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. There were flags hanging off it like it was a football match. Eat more chips. Well, the Hackney Empire, they drank the Hackney Empire dry in the interval. So right. they, they hadn't seen for a while, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not just about booze. I just think it was a general release of people being out and enjoying themselves and getting yes. together. And... But it was, it, was, it was an odd thing to try and capture a little bit because obviously no one knew what they were talking about in those early few uh, shows. You didn't know how long it was going to last yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I didn't S- expect a thousand gacked up North Wales <laughs> <laughs> to be a Salford, if I'm honest. No. <laughs> live and let live. When, when I texted you both about doing a sports podcast, that wasn't what I had in mind. It was the cue for the urinal being really short. <laughs> no problem having a piss in there, lad. <laughs> Yes. Was interesting that one. That one, fucking hell. Uh, we should try to. We should try, we should try to have a point with people after the shows. Whenever we could, we stay behind and have a couple of drinks. And then the Newcastle show, I had to come back and referee my son's rugby the next day. Steph had to get back for some college stuff the next day. I had to go back and see his sister, I believe, in Cardiff. No, Swans were playing Cardiff. Swans were playing Cardiff. Swans <laughs> going back for the derby. So we had to get a taxi back from Newcastle to Cardiff, didn't we? Yeah. A six-hour taxi at midnight. Yeah. 
And then um, let me sleep. Yeah. In case, not I, that I was driving I thought, in case we crashed. Yeah. I thought I'd rather be asleep <laughs> if we crashed. But then a couple, a couple of the other followers got a bit pissed off. We had to stay for a drink with them. Yeah. I said, but I've got to, I had to take a taxi back to Cardiff <laughs> from Newcastle. Yeah. Because I'm refereeing under 12s rugby. Yeah. I'm such a, a very game. reasonable manner having a no sleep. It was a big game. <laughs> it's incredible that. I mean, that is. That's, it just happens with certain podcasts that just go through the roof like that in a very. I mean, this is a very new podcast, right? It's only. It can only be two years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's, got, it's absolutely gone through the roof that quickly. It's, it's, also, I, I mean, we were joking about a thousand gacked up. North Wales, which is a sight to behold. Um, but in terms of our, uh, in terms of the subjects we cover, because Mike torpies, there's there are very few sports Mike can't discuss very confidently, and yeah. that he's coached almost all of them, and he really likes American sport. Steph, I when I first met Steph, he was a sports journalist and was a commentator, and it's the same thing. And I love football and. We've discussed such a wide range of sports. And I've been... I don't like... Well, I never liked American sport, for instance, I did this podcast. Because we choose a documentary every week. I can now hold a very short conversation about NFL, for instance. <laughs> but as Mike said, we talk a lot about disability sport. We do a lot about women's sport as well. So it is quite... There is something in it for a wide variety of listeners, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think probably our only weakness is that... If we do impressions of anyone, they almost always become Welsh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, when... Uh, I'll we, occasionally lapse into rugby league. Yeah, yeah. So when, I, when, we, when we did impressions of Kimbo Slice, the... the, the, the Are you aware of Kimbo's work? The, 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 the UFC uh, fighter who first became... Um, famous for beating people up in his back garden in front of a rotary washing line. Backyard brawler. Uh, uh, even though he's uh, an American gentleman, or was an American gentleman, uh, God rest our, his soul. our impression, he, he was from Redan Man. <laughs> and it's just one of those... <laughs> I think my favourite one was the, was the hypothetical situation where I, uh, I got a game for Liverpool in the Premier League. <laughs> Just on the base, <laughs> biggest, biggest like got off with Ian Dowie. Yeah. <laughs> nice, very nice. And I think with with the the Kimbo Slice episode when we started talking about him, mm. up to that point we'd kept Simon Slice. Simon, Simon Slice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, is Simon coming out to play? No, he's beating someone up in the back garden. Um. Oh, he's angry again. Don't call me Simon in front of the boys, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's, he's quite a camp. Yeah. He's quite a camp ultraviolet. Camp West yeah. Wales. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> up, up to that point, we had tried to keep it fairly straight and talk about sport and do sort of, as, as uh, is the general consensus in a podcast, like a 50 minute episode that, it, that f- sort of sticks atop. We consider doing two in, an, in a night. And then when we started, then when I we remember started, that conversation. But then when we started making each other laugh, they were the ones that, that people. But, really but I thought that the originally. The first four we did mm. make each other laugh. I just edited it all out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a stroke of fucking genius. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking I want my sports podcast here with the two funny. Yeah. Guys. And then I used to make notes in the yeah. early in the early episodes. You don't make notes there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you make notes? No, no. What a fucking yeah, yeah. bug I am. <laughs> 
Well, we, 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 we've never had a contract. There's people think we're joking. My, my agent certainly thinks I'm joking, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've, ne we have, we've never had a contract, so there's no paperwork that I know of. No. Nope. Steph deals with all of the money, and Mike and I let him. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it should work. <laughs> Trust, lads. Come on. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is... A, it's, it's, you're all Welsh, and it's Welsh. It's a, it's a Welsh thing. My, my favourite review is, it's relatable despite being Welsh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like somehow that, about, that made it alien content. That's what I was about. But I think, like, if it, again, if it was a TV show, if someone was putting it together... They would say, "Oh well, look, you can't have three guys from Wales." Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, 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 although well, you it is three guys from England, it wouldn't even be a <laughs> exactly. thought process. Of course, of course, oh, exactly. Galeria. But it's, but you know, but it, it, it does. It is more universal than that. Clearly, you're, you're doing it everywhere, and, and it's, it's, it, you're getting an audience. But it's, it's sort of part of it without being part of it as well, isn't it? It's, I, it's interesting. I am fascinated by the listeners from like, we had an email from someone who listens in Wyoming. Mm. And who doesn't particularly like sport? And you think, what on earth are you getting out of this? But they are, they do exist. <laughs> but there's a, you, you, I don't know, you can talk about Kev Nathan or whatever. There's one of those wherever you're from. Yeah. Isn't there? There's a, it's just talking about small stuff. I think, so yeah. A small place is a small place. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a, I don't know if it's a, if it's a Welsh thing. You're not wanted to, you're not thinking that if you talk about Welsh stuff, it somehow excludes everybody else. Where yeah. if you're Billy Connolly, you can talk about working on the shipyards in Glasgow and everyone gets it. Everyone understands what blue-collar workers are, understands that sort of language, that conversation. The fact that he's got an accent or, or he's from Glasgow or drink, drinks in the Saracen Head is, is irrelevant, really. We all know those pubs and those places and those people and those relatives. So, yeah, I, we, we never worry now about going down little Welsh rabbit holes because I think people no. aren't stupid, are they? People aren't thick. They can get on board with it. And, you know, it's people want, you know, people, I think it is, it's about the relatable, relatability of the people, it's about whether you like the people. Yeah, well, everyone fancies uh, their nan, don't they? <laughs> the sexy one, I mean. Sexy nan, yeah. But also, because it's sports... <laughs> Sport is such a massive subject that even if you like sport, you still need to explain nearly all... You know, you can't assume your audience... If you talk about UFC or whatever, yeah. you can't assume... Or American sport, you can't assume all your audience is going to know about it. If you're all very good... I, you know, I've, I've listened to it and some of, the, some of the stuff I don't know anything about, but I, you can follow it and yeah. you understand yeah. it and you understand what it's about. And it's, it's you know, it's, it, it's interesting on all those levels. You were talking... And the last one I was listening, you were talking about your daughter going to a kind of weird dance competition where... Yeah. <laughs> there was some experimental dance that was hilarious <laughs> it was in Shrewsbury Avenue and one of the dance groups there not my daughter's dance group did uh, bear in mind these are 12 year old girls and it was on uh, it was on September the 11th yeah which alarm bells right uh, they did an interpretive dance on the fall of the Twin Towers <laughs> including actual 911 recorded messages during the dance it was the worst slash best thing I've ever seen. In my life. <laughs> it's a bold. It was a bold <laughs> move for a twelve-year-old well, dance company. And also, sport is about human stories. Yeah. So we, we we but we watched we watched an amazing documentary a couple of weeks ago about um, a Greco-Roman wrestler. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is the one you're talking Rul about. Yeah, Rulon Gardner. And he has had one of the most fascinating lives of. of it's just an extraordinary story. Mm. And he grew up on a dairy farm in uh, Wyoming. And, 
I mean, he got Ticking shot. all L's boxes, L's in really. this straight yeah, yeah. away. Dairy but farm. He got, but he got, you know, the, um, sort of... He had learning difficulties, or he has learning difficulties. But then the one thing that really clicked for him was, was wrestling. So he suddenly... He, he, got, he, he was an Olympic gold medalist. Mm. He fought the greatest wrestler of all time. You could argue probably the greatest athlete of all time in the final and beat him. Someone who was so good that uh, the top wrestlers... Would throw would 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 opt out to those fights. They would try and. <laughs> he won for thirteen years straight. Yeah, yeah. Undefeated for thirteen years, but then, you know, he becomes very famous. He becomes rich. He squanders his money. He has. What was the the mad thing that happened to him? He got. Well, he got of, ripped off with various investment uh, schemes. There was, a, there was a what do you call them? The ski doos. He was on a ski do. Oh, he nearly that went drowned. underwater. Yeah, yeah. And then Almost got... lost both his legs to frost. He was in a plane legs. crash. He was in yeah. a plane crash. Over a frozen lake. Yeah. I mean, talk about unlucky. He got shot in the abdomen <laughs> with a bow and arrow when he yeah. was yeah. on during an episode of Show and Tell. And the point was, we didn't know anything about Greco-Roman wrestling. No. We didn't know any of the rules. or, the, or no. It was just about him. So yeah. we, we did some Gaelic football stuff the other week. I don't know the rules of Gaelic football, but I can, I can understand those people's stories and what they're playing. Yeah. That's the interesting stuff to us. It's, it's not so much the sport or the result. It's, I think it's it is to all sports fans, it. isn't it? Yeah. And I think the, the stuff that you were talking about before, like when we were kids growing up, that would alienate people who didn't like sport. Yeah. That stuff isn't relevant, I don't think. Because, yeah. oh, you can't play football. Ooh. Yeah. Who cares? No. And, it's, you know, and again, that, that, that episode of the, 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 the BT Sport episode where you're showing like, unexpected victories and stuff. But there's some, you know, just what, re-watching, which I would have done at the time, Dennis Taylor versus Steve Davis and that yeah. black ball finish. Oh, yeah. It's so full of drama. It's yeah. un- absolutely unbelievable. It's, that's proper. <laughs> but that was that proper hooked everybody, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because Steve Davis had the narrative of being the boring guy. Yeah. You, you thought his glasses were a style choice. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't realised that they were... Dennis Taylor's glasses were the shape they were because obviously he's always trying to play snooker. I assume that he genuinely thought they looked brilliant. <laughs> And, and, and the, you know, the past, it was a different country. Um, Just like waistcoats and big glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and then you find out that Steve Davis is an enormous fan of sort of prog rock and yeah. kraut rock. And he loves bands like Noi and Can and, yeah. and he DJs at Glastonbury and... Is, and and again, we're not, really, we're not talking about snooker. We're talking about someone who's devoted his life to snooker, but obviously has a cultural hinterland. So I think that's, that's, that's where the people who don't like sport necessarily get a lot out of it, because it's about the person behind the, uh, yeah, the mean, racket or the queue. If you, just, if you just pick a little clip, it's fine. It's just having to sit through five days of something. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so you've done the right thing. Let's find the best clip. Let's find the best clip of sport. <laughs> and then show it to people. Um, look, it's, it's been really terrific having you on, guys. And, uh, you know, I'm, why aren't 5,000 people coming to see this? Well, they, w- they wouldn't fit in for a kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> they would have. They, we, we should have been in a big... Let's get out Book of here. It. Go let's, on. Let's next time where we've only sold 80 tickets, go to the Wembley Arena. <laughs> and they will come, they will come. Uh, look, uh, do come and see us live, everyone at home. It's, uh, fant- it's, it's nice live, isn't it? It's better live. <laughs> and uh, thank you very much uh, to uh, Ellis, uh, Mike and Steph, uh, the socially distant sports bar. Thank you very thank much. You very much. Thank, you. thank you, folks. Come and see us next week, Sarah Pascoe, Chris McCausland. It's going to be great. Thank you very much. Bye.
you have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guests, Mike Bubbins, Ellis James, and Steph Guerrero. The music is by Scant Regard. I'm indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. I also have a small debt of gratitude to Chris Evans, not that one or the other one. Uh, it's the one from GoFasterStripe.com. And thank you also to Kathleen McKeegan for her fantastic research work. And thank you to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre, who I rudely forgot to mention last week in last week's credits, even though they are amongst the top 15 venues I've ever worked at. This is the Sky Potato Fuzz. That's pretty good. I've worked at a lot of venues. This is the Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. Buy my book. It like my ball. It's just come out. There we go. We got there in the end. It's called Can I Have My Ball Back? Available from all good bookshops and all good internet sites and all rubbish ones as well. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because rust-oleum's new custom spray five in one gives you control with five different spray patterns so you can tackle nooks crannies edges and curves without worrying about drips runs uneven coverage or anything else custom spray five in one only from rust-oleum Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.